Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Just a quick trigger warning for this episode. We talk about panic attacks and anxiety. So if that doesn't feel like something you're wanting to listen to at the moment, we totally understand and we will see you next episode. Welcome to The Best Bits with Lily and Alice. We'd like to recognise the traditional peoples of this continent whose land was stolen nearly 250 years ago. In particular, we at The Best Bits would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast is being recorded today, and we extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hello, Alice. Hello, Lily. How are you, darling? Great, thanks, darling. How are you? I'm good. Can I just say something? <laughs> you want to say something? Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> thanks. Um, I love it how we start each episode like that, even though we've been talking for half an hour. <laughs> like I, I have that thought every time, but I've never said anything. So I just want to feel, I feel like I need to share that. Do you know what that's called? What you just did? Breaking the fourth wall. Oh. Yep. It's when what? you, I learned this the other day on a podcast where you, on a podcast, you're meant to pretend that all of the other things like surrounding it don't exist. Like oh. um like the recording bit and stuff. So you just broke the fourth wall. Thanks so much. So well done for that. Thank you so much. I'm really glad. Um I still Probably, really like someone that's really into like film and TV and podcasts will listen to that and be like, that is not breaking the fourth wall. That is not what that is about. But that's kind of what well, I took. That could be. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Like you're breaking like the illusion that. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. I see. But not like so all I've the broken the fourth wall. Well, okay, so I've shown the people, the audience, that we're, it's just a massive facade. Yes. <laughs> we are <laughs> making everything up. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad that I've got that off my chest because that's been on my chest for a while. Um, I also think it every single time we start. Like we just had like a full-on conversation bath now, but hi. <laughs> hey. How are you? Um, so what do we do? So we're doing quotes and then best bits, worst bits. And we're guys, we're gonna be talking about something really close to our hearts today, okay? We are, yes, yes. And I'll probably put a trigger warning at the start of this yes. episode. Yes. Um yeah, we're talking about panic attacks. But yes. before we do that. What is your quote for the week, my love? My quote is, let me get it up. I posted it on my Instagram story yesterday or the day before, and I sent it to you, and I thought it was quite um, profound, and it kind of triggered me a little bit. So I thought Um, I'd share it with everyone in the audience. The quote is, are you healed or just isolated with no one to trigger you? mm. And I have two thoughts about this, and I'd love to know your opinion. The first thing is, I agree. I think that there are a lot of people who who isolate themselves from the triggers um, to protect themselves as a kind of band-aid not to heal through whatever's triggering them. But then there's another thing of part of me that's like, but 
you shouldn't have to expose yourself mm. to some things that really shouldn't like you know what like you don't you know what I mean yeah it's like obviously you don't want to be exposing yourself to like toxic situations that are obviously yeah. going to trigger past trauma sure but I think there is a big it I guess it depends what you know the trigger is and where that's coming from and yeah all the things behind that but like there's so much to be said for exposure therapy and to be exposing yourself to certain triggers to be able to you know not be triggered by them anymore it's um it's actually funny it's coming up a lot in the book that I'm reading at the moment um Penny Moody's book uh the the joy thief um which is about OCD which is all about um exposure therapy essentially and exposing yourself to triggers and that being like an incredibly good way to overcome them so yeah I think avoidance is probably never the best thing but then like obviously you don't want to be like purposely exposing yourselves to triggers all the time so that you feel shit like I feel like it needs to be in like a controlled environment yeah for sure yeah I think that's a really good really good quote I think so. Yeah. Um, what's yours? Mm, mine. Okay. Mine, I screenshotted it. It is, just because it's taking time doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm. And Why does it resonate with you? Oh, because I have a tendency to be incredibly impatient. Mm. And I have always been that way. And it's funny, so often... I'll look back and think, oh, like that needed to take time because of this and then this happened so that, you know, I could be here and everything is actually happening as it's meant to. It's just not happening in the exact same pace that I would like things to happen. And I think, yeah, when I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all happening. It's all Mm -hmm. happening. And to just trust that in my life now, I feel like, I'm actually a lot better at that now. I'm not as impatient. I kind of just have this like trust that it's, you know, yeah. it's not happening as sure. it's meant to. Um, but yeah, I'm incredibly, typically incredibly impatient. <laughs> Are you impatient with everything or just like work or? Um, I think I probably have a, yeah, a tendency to be impatient with everything, but which is, which is fun funny because like in in my work I like obviously with clients and stuff I'm very patient so I think it's just like more in when it's to do with my life yeah I'm quite impatient yeah 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 Yeah. um but it's something that I actively try and like push against it's one of those things where I'm like I know that's not good so I'm I I work on that that's great um but yes like things like meditating and stuff helped me so much with that and yeah it's something that like I always try and pull myself back Mm -hmm. to is patience is kind of like it is a virtue it is a virtue I love it well that's great that you're working on that the best bit and the worst bit of your week last week I had a breakdown (laughs) fun (laughs) I know but I'm actually fine but it's just to do with my van I called Mm. I called Lily um that day but I, I just feel like I I feel like I was being really patient with a lot of people regarding some things that are going on with my van and 
I mm. feel like there was this one point last week where the battery went dead and I just felt really disappointed and really deflated and really angry with mm. the situation. Um, and I just had a bit of a cry and I was yeah. fine afterwards, but like, I just felt really sad and annoyed and angry. And I was just like, Arr! so yeah, that was my worst bit, but I feel like it wasn't that bad. Like it was just, it was just like, it was just annoying. I think the most annoying thing was that because of the battery went dead, I couldn't charge anything. I had yeah. to like charge stuff out of a public fucking toilet. Like Ziggy, like you know, couldn't get walked that like a couple of days, like mm-hmm. enough because I was at auto electricians and stuff, and mm-hmm. I had to cancel some of my clients, and it was just annoying. So yeah. I feel like that that was it. Mm. That's okay. And then my best bit was last weekend. Um, it was just really nice. I had a really nice time with some really beautiful people, and we hang out, Lil. You, me, friends. Yeah. yeah um, nice. um, I had a picnic. I went wakeboarding. Um, it was really beautiful. Oh, Actually, and good. another thing that happened that was good was this morning I went for a run for the first time in four months. And um, Please. I, went, I went up Mount Coulomb. Yeah, I don't really run at the moment. I don't know why. I went up Mount Coulomb um, oh. and watched the sunrise. That's so nice. Did you run up in the dark? Yeah, I left at five. Oh, my God. That's so dangerous. <laughs> I know. I was like, why the fuck would I not run for four months and then literally run in the dark up a mountain? Oh my god! I actually was... really want to do a mountain climb with you that you absolutely love. Um, it's in Mount Pomona. It okay. is hectic. Hey, where's that? But it's so fun in Pomona. I don't know where that is. It's like back of Noosa, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. It's so much fun. It's so hard, and there's like literally like oh my gosh, okay, chains and stuff. Can we do this? Mm-hmm. Not this. So okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So that was my best and worst. What about you? My best and my worst. My best. I had a re- I had a really nice weekend as well. Like it was just a beautiful mixture of friends mm. and time with phrase. Mm. And what I'm really loving is, I guess, like you know, when, when we were on the road, phrase and I were obviously like spending twenty four seven together. And it, I think it's really nice. Like I, we never sort of get sick of each other. Like we annoy the shit out of each other, but we don't get sick of each other. So that was never really a problem, but it's really nice to be able to be like, I'm going to go see my friends. You go see your friends. I'll meet up with you later. And like just having that sort of. Yeah, I get it. Bits of time apart. That's just, I don't know. It's just nice. I think it's healthy. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really healthy and to have, yeah, sort of like our own, like we, our, our friends mix as well, which is really nice, but we have our own friendship groups and like we're able to sort of do that here, which we couldn't do on the road, which is just really nice. And having that time apart is nice because when I see him, I'm like, oh, missed you. You actually have, you have to miss, like, yeah, you can miss yes, him. You do. You have to be able to, yeah. Mm-hmm miss them I think um and then my worst I don't know what it is it is really frustrating me I I I think it's because I need to change my sleep routine I wake up 
which is going to lead in really well today actually with our topic, I wake up with anxiety. Mm. I've been waking up with anxiety in the middle of the night and like feeling like just like a very like heavy feeling on my chest and I don't know if it's because like I'm not usually I listen to like my um, meditations as I go to sleep and I'll sort of have you know a nicer um, I guess sleep routine and you know the last couple nights like we watched a show before we went to bed and like fallen asleep to a show or something but I wake up and like this heaviness on my chest and oh, that's the worst feeling get back it? to sleep yeah it's really oh. fucking annoying to be honest yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what it is though I don't know what because I'm asking myself in that moment I'm like am I worried about anything no am I stressed about anything no is there anything that's on my no but I'm just feeling like that heaviness on my chest oh. and it feels <laughs> almost like a panic attack yeah, I guess it just shows you that, like your body, your body can actually like yeah. you know, react without your brain consciously knowing what's going on. Yeah, yeah, because there's genuinely just there's genuinely nothing that I'm like that's sort of keeping my mind up. So I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna go get some um, natural sleeping tablets. They have they're just like they have like yeah. lavender in them or something. I don't oh, know. They work good. super super well. Rescue remedy, yeah, maybe that could work too. I don't know what it is. It's super annoying. I'm gonna change up my night routine to just do my meditations or read or or something like that because I think it's actually really affecting. Yeah, I feel. I don't know. A hundred percent. Do you feel anxious in the day or is it just when you wake up? It's just in the middle of the night. Mm. Yeah, I genuinely, I don't feel anxiety about anything. Yeah. Wow. It's just in the middle of the night. So I'm like, maybe it's like triggered by something when I go to sleep. Yeah, perhaps. It's super annoying though. I feel like I haven't gotten a good sleep in a Since you've been back. Yeah. yeah, and I think my last actually worst bit of the week was sleep. Mm, it was. It's super annoying. But anyways. You'll be okay. So what are we talking about today, my love? Well, great segue. Um, We're talking about panic attacks and we're talking about well, we'll share our experience with panic attacks, but Lil, I think you might take set of stage for this episode because you know a lot more about panic attacks from a psychological perspective, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my own, I guess, knowledge around it just from looking into it myself, having experienced them. But yeah, yeah we're just going to be talking about them because I don't think people talk about them enough. And I think people talk about anxiety and say mental ill health from from it, like that point of view, but not what anxiety attacks actually are and I think that in knowing that what they actually are can be quite empowering for how you navigate and manage them and mm-hmm. also yeah like yeah the curiosity you have behind them can be really um quite you know I believe therapeutic oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and I remember oh, the first time I ever heard about panic attacks was through my sister Mm. and she she was kind of like the yeah the first person that I'd ever known to experience panic attacks when she was I think it was when she was sort of 18 and it must have felt so scary for her because I don't think she had ever known someone that had been through a panic attack and mental health at that time 
sort of not something that we really like knew about. I remember her specifically saying like, you know, like I thought like I was going to go to like a mental home or something because like it was just so unknown and she was, yeah, experiencing these panic attacks and um, just very randomly. And then obviously I experienced them later down the track. But essentially, you know, what a panic attack is, is when your anxiety builds up so much that essentially you're in such a fight, flight, freeze bodily sensation that your body basically just wants to like shut down Mm -hmm. and it needs to like get the hell out of there because it genuinely thinks you are under attack which is obviously like we've spoken about so many times is an evolutionary response because back in the day we actually needed to be scared of something attacking us whereas now those like predators are our thoughts our feelings our environment um and obviously like past traumas and stuff that we're just we build up this anxiety about and sometimes we don't even know that they're being triggered but within us you know subconsciously these panic attacks are being triggered and often we only notice them because of the bodily sensations that we feel so you know a panic attack for you could look like Hyper, you know, hyperventilating, like that's kind of like the common one that you see, you know, people with like paper bags breathing in and out. <laughs> um, that one, or, you know, you might start to feel really like lightheaded and faint, mm-hmm. or you might, you know, completely dissociate. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many sort of different forms um, that it can present within in your body. And often it's really not cognitive. Yeah, It's very much subconscious um for me I experience it as fainting (laughs) so I'm gonna faint (laughs) and I have before so that's how I experience it how have you experienced panic attacks you you can share your experience in a moment Lou about fainting Um, (laughs) so it's interesting I always used to think that panic attacks were literally that hyperventilating like (laughs) Mm. I couldn't breathe um like I was having a heart attack or whatever, I used to always assume that that's what it was. Mm. And I'd never, I I used to hyperventilate. I used to get really upset. It was like I was crying, like that kind Mm. of feeling. But I actually, in hindsight, I don't think that was actually a panic attack. I think it was just, I was just quite distraught. Like I generally just was sad and like overwhelmed. For me, Mm. how I experienced like panic attacks is, and I, I haven't had one for quite some time. So like, this is how I remember them as a child. And as somebody say like 18 was, I would feel like I am not in my body and Mm. I would be like completely dissociative. Like uh, my body would be there and I, my brain would be not there. And I, I would always feel like I was in a dream. I used to say to people, I feel like I'm in a dream. I feel like I'm looking at my body I'm like, I'm a ghost, right? And I never used to understand it. Like I never used to. I'd be like, I feel like I'm in a dream. Like it's so weird. And I didn't know this until recently when I was talking to my psychologist that that was actually me in a way having kind of like a panic episode and my brain, like all my body being like, nah, can't do this. Let's take Mm. ourselves out of the situation subconsciously. subconsciously. So that's how I experienced. And I think that I had sort of mild episodes of that as I was at uni, 
I'd wake up some days and I used to say to people, I feel like I'm in limbo. Like I feel like, you know, those dreams or those like, you know, like it was like I was like in this like, what's that? Um, uh, Like those dreams that you're there and you can like control what you're dreaming. Um, like a lucid dream. Lucid dreaming. I felt like I was lucid dreaming, but I was there. It yep. was so weird. And, yeah, that's that's really how I experience panic or kind of, like huge, like um, I guess more like intense episodes of anxiety, but mm-hmm. a traditional anxiety attack, as it as as I usually would have assumed would have been, I haven't really experienced. Maybe on the a couple of times in my life, mm. like that traditional sense, but more so yeah. that dissociative. Yeah. I experienced so many times as a child, and I didn't even know it was anxiety. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like because it is sort of depicted as ventilating and like really panicking often times people like self and myself who had no idea what was going on they just think something that is like really wrong with them or they can't really identify that it's a panic attack because you know it's not what is um shown in like tvs and movies and and not in like popular culture the types of panic attacks that they can show up as because sometimes they'd show up in like these really, really funky ways that you would have absolutely no idea. And because it's not necessarily a cognitive thing, you kind of think there's something physically wrong with you. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people have experienced that where they're like, oh my God, something is wrong with my body. Like I am I'm sick or something or like I have a disease. Mm-hmm. And really what's going on is you just – feeling very very anxious Mm. but I'm curious um what kind of things used to cause a panic attack for you was it always like a similar theme or could it be like very random Mm. um I think for me like so I used to have really really bad claustrophobia Mm. like I couldn't go on lifts couldn't go in like small spaces and so that used to any time that I had an experience where I had to go into a small space, I'd panic, like mm. without a doubt. Any time that I got lost, say we were driving in a car and we got lost, we had to take a wrong turn, panic attack. You know, so like those sorts of things. I think that not being in control really made me quite anxious. Mm. Then as I got older, I think that my panic attacks came from, um, on, on honestly. <laughs> Like a lot of the time, like not feeling loved and not feeling like I've been abandoned, mm-hmm. um, which you could probably talk to this. I don't know. But like mm-hmm. any time that I had, say, a friendship breakdown, a relationship breakdown, someone of my close sort of family treated me poorly, like I'd have a panic attack because I my mm-hmm. body felt like, I don't know, it's not safe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that as a child it was more so like those much more tangible um, mm. events or circumstances, whereas as I became sort of more of an adult, it was in a way like more psychological triggers, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And that whole sort of like being abandoned yeah. theme is super common. I actually remember my first ever panic attack. I uh, I had no idea what it was. This was the first. And I didn't know it for years and years and years, and it was only until I looked back that I was like, holy shit, that was my first panic attack. But I think I I was 14, and I 
had this, it's funny, like probably 15, had this like situationship with this boy that was two years older. I was like so in love with him and he was, you know, just played me like nothing else, like up, down, up, down, up, down. And I remember one time he essentially told me like, I don't know, that he didn't want to be with me or something. And I remember feeling like I was going to faint. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <gasps> what is this feeling? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed because I might faint in front of this person oh, who's God. just told me that they don't want to be with me. And I remember having to go lie down. <laughs> Oh my god! I felt like I was going to faint and like tried to do it in like the most subtle way possible, but it was so embarrassing and I had no idea what it was, never really like thought about it too much. And now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, my little heart, my little body was being so triggered and so like scared and anxious. And it genuinely thought that that person not wanting to be with me was like a threat to my life. Like how sad is that? But I, I think that's a really common experience because I think it kind of plays on things that are like important to you. Mm-hmm. And at that age, particularly, you know, things, you know, like heartbreak and, and love and it's all tied mm-hmm. into self worth and self esteem and everything. And it just makes you feel like that is a threat to your life, even though cognitively you're not thinking that. So, body isn't really cognitive right like like you said it's not not logical logical Mm, mm -hmm. it's like the least logical thing ever (laughs) literally but like (laughs) firstly I want to know your experience with your phrase and his family because that's funny Mm -hmm. Um, and then we can talk about like what do you do because Mm. like it's so well and good for us to be like yeah this is like my first experience anxiety attack or whatever but like I don't you know I'm sure there are people who be like yeah but how do I help how do I Stop. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. So my panic attack with Fraser's parents is so embarrassing, and I don't think I like knew at the time that I was having a panic attack. I just didn't know what was going on. But we were. It was either the first time I met them, or like one of the one of the first times that I met them, and we were at the dinner table. And they were asking me all these questions and particularly about my work. Mm. And this was like three, you know, nearly four years ago. And my work was quite fresh then. And I didn't really feel comfortable telling people about it because, you know, I was really just fresh with it. Mm. And also like telling, you know, people that are in their sixties that you do hypnotherapy and like, I don't know, I just, I understand. It felt like a really uncomfortable situation. It felt like all eyes were on me. And I remember just starting to get like really hot and just feeling like, oh my God, someone like turn the aircon on or something. Like I'm like heating up here. And then I felt this feeling that 
it's quite familiar to me of I'm going to faint. And it's really familiar to me because because of like that's how my panic attacks express themselves. But also when I was uh, a teenager, I was an, uh, anemic. And so I would actually often faint because of low iron. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think maybe my panic attacks um, form in the way of um, fainting because of maybe. the low iron and that, you know, that was kind of like a response in that way. Mm. Um, and this is actually probably the last panic attack I had was huh. four years ago. Um, and I remember thinking, okay, I've got that feeling. I'm, oh, no. I'm going to faint. Something mm. needs to happen. And I had the what I thought was a very bright idea to get up and go to the bathroom because if I go to the bathroom, I can, you know, I can lie down or I can faint in there and I'll come to and I'll come back out and everything will be fine. Like it's all good. So I got up from the chair and then next minute I wake up and I and see Razor, his mom, his dad all looking down oh, at me. No. I remember his mom saying, I can't feel her pulse. And I remember <laughs> waking up. It was so embarrassing. I remember waking up and then just like not opening my eyes for like a couple seconds because I was like, fuck, I don't want to go through this embarrassment. This is so <laughs> fucked. And I was just beside myself embarrassed. Like I could could not believe that that had happened. I remember getting into bed with um with phrase like a couple hours later and just sobbing, being so oh. embarrassed. It was oh. awful. Um, but that was yeah. I I think that was like the last panic attack that mm. I that I had. Like I've definitely had moments of anxiety between mm. then, but not a full on panic attack like mm. that. Um, and it was just awful. Like it is. It, it's embarrassing. Like, it is actually embarrassing. But the thing that I will also say, which is so funny, like, that is, like, an embedded traumatic event for me because that was so embarrassing. Yeah. But I remember saying to um, Fraser's mum, uh, I don't know, like, a few years later, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, remember when I fainted at your house? She was like, what, did you? Like, well, yeah, I fainted at your house. She was like, oh. I don't really remember that. And I'm like, oh my god, that was such a traumatic event for me, but you don't even remember it. Remember. <laughs> like, that's I wonder if just embarrassing it. things happen, right? Like for you, they're so important, but yeah. for others, they're like, eh, whatever. Like, that's so interesting. Do you reckon they knew that you fainted because of anxiety, or did they just think you'd fainted? Um, it's such a question. I think they just thought I fainted. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have thought you'd faint. Like, I wouldn't know that fainting. I've never known anyone who faints with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just thought, I I don't know. What I was really worried about at the time was because they were asking me, like, you know, why did you get into hypnotherapy? And I was like, well, because, you know, I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager and hypnotherapy is what really helped me. And then I fainted. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think that I still have an eating disorder and that I fainted because oh. I'm not eating or something. Oh. Like, that added to it because I was like, oh. that's so not the truth, but, like, maybe oh. they're going to think that about me now. No. Oh. Yeah, it was big stress. Oh, God. <laughs> well, like, what were you, like, 22 or something? 21? Yeah, I was well, well past my oh. eating disorder. Oh. But I always sometimes panic about that, that people will think that I still have an eating disorder. Like, I... I'm very um, 
conscious of that and like scared of that weirdly. Yeah, that makes sense though. I have a lot of clients who are like that. Yeah, like, people, I think it's like because I work with clients now and I'm like I never want anyone to think that like I still do that because, I, you know, I so don't and like yeah, I just get really yeah. anxious about it. I don't know why. I understand. That's actually, that's understandable. That's understandable. Mm. It's funny though. It's like it's sort of. I think the further you go outside of your eating disorder, the more the less you're stressed about that. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. I think so too. As I get, yeah, maybe like ten years, ten years on or something. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, Which that's is crazy. So I'm nearly ten years on. Fuck that. I know that's really scary. What? Um. So that's a funny experience. So, like, what do you do then? Like, how do you get rid of anxiety attacks? Like, is that a thing? Can you get rid of people? Ha- like. Yeah. I think I think there's like multiple layers to it and absolutely you can. You know, like looping back to um my sister experiencing mm-hmm. panic attacks. Hers um she was really really responsive to psychology sessions. So mm-hmm. she found that the the breathing techniques that they gave her and like the very sort of tangible things that she could do in those moments really helped her um so I know that works for a lot of people there's specific breath work techniques that can really help pull you out of that panic attack state Mm -hmm. uh like box breathing you know that's a big one um and just becoming you know aware of your surroundings so a big one that people will do will be okay what are five things I can hear um, five things I can see, you know, four things I can hear, touch, taste, smell, and just really bringing yourself back into your senses and your body because when you are in a panic attack, it feels so overwhelming and you feel so not, like, grounded and safe. So really bringing yourself back into, you know, the present moment by seeing, you know, all the things that are around you, hearing them, and doing that breath work is it will really help like it will really help um for most people and what i have found with myself is that i i think for me like awareness is the biggest thing so i know very very intimately when i'm having a panic attack or you know what's going on so for me like the biggest thing that I can do is breathe and like lie down and just calm my nervous system and you know when you are in that panic attack state you're in your fight or flight so really what you want to be getting is back into that rest and digest state which you know we know happens through breathing like it's so annoying when people tell you just breathe but like that is actually scientifically how you get back into that rest and digest state and how you calm your nervous system back down um so obviously yeah breathing and getting back into the present moment 100 percent um but i also think if you have people that you can call or talk to i think that really really helps by being able to communicate what's going on for you if panic attacks are something that you're really experiencing a lot I think having the person that you call you know having like your 
your panic attack buddy kind of mm-hmm. thing that, you know, you kind of make an agreement, hey, is it okay if when I'm experiencing panic attacks, like I I reach out to you and, and you know, you know, you can help calm me down, that kind of thing. Obviously, it's got to be someone you really trust. But I overall, I believe in because I do what I do that you need to get to the bottom of why you're being triggered. And I think the best, best way to overcome the panic attacks completely is to get to what is being triggered here and why is your mind telling you that this is unsafe because your mind has connected and made meaning to something to mean that it is unsafe and it's a threat and it's danger. So your mind needs to put you in that panic attack state so that you're safe. So you get out of there or you freeze or you shut down so that you can be safe. So the biggest thing for me would be getting to the root of what's going on because once you deal with that root, which is kind of like the, you know, what's fueling that panic attack fire, once you, you know, deal with the fuel, you can't really set a fire. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of would be my biggest, biggest tip. But there are so many breathing exercises and, and things that you can do as well to kind of like band-aid the situation, which sometimes is all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think like I guess like with the vagus nerve and things and how I think there's like an element where like vagal tone and calm, like activating that vagus nerve, which is like your parasympathetic response mm-hmm. can be also really useful. So like ice bath, cold water therapy. Um, what's the other thing? Um, I can't even remember. I can't even remember now. It's the, um, but like anything that activate, like calms you physically calms your body outside of breathing mm-hmm. is like really, really, really useful too. Mm-hmm. And I find that for me, like if I'm having an anxious day, not necessarily a panic attack, but like submerging, submer, submer, submerging, submerging, submerging my body like cold water. Yeah, it's so therapeutic for me because it basically like shocks my body back into like calm, yeah. um, parasympathetic state. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you just need to trick your body. Mm. So there's even things that you can do like laughing therapy like just break out in a laugh like Mm -hmm. start laughing because to your mind that triggers oh she's laughing she's happy everything's fine and sometimes we do it literally just need to trick our body into thinking that everything's okay because technically everything's okay you know you're not you know panic attacks usually aren't you know started when you are actually in like a very life or death situation anxiety in those situations is actually a really good thing so that we can you know keep ourselves safe so typically it's not when you're actually in a life-threatening situation so tricking your body into thinking everything's okay is one of the best things we can do and ultimately like we have this body and a mind that really has like a um you get very evolutionary response you know very old archaic responses to things and we know a lot about how that works and so using that to your advantage uh, because it's going to be doing its thing anyways like it's going to be doing its thing anyways all you know in the background so when you kind of know how to trick it it's actually really really empowering and you can kind of take the power back yeah Um, 
but yeah, I think it's also just finding what what works for you. You know, breathing to someone, um, you know, in a panic attack might cause them more anxiety. Yeah, you know, right. just you don't you don't know, and yeah, it's it's a really tricky one because you can feel so embarrassed. You know, like you can feel panic attacks can put you in a situation where you feel really embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But I think like the biggest thing to know is that there's nothing embarrassing about it really. Like it may seem embarrassing, but it's it's not embarrassing and so many people go through it. Yeah. Like so, so many people. And I think what you would find these days is a, a lot of people are really empathetic to those types of situations and only just want to help. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it can feel really, really scary as well. Scary. Yeah, I think mm. so. It's so common. I I know so many people who had them. And I don't think you need to have anxiety to have a panic attack either. I think that it's something that people don't really, um, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being biased, but I feel like anxiety attacks are a way of your body trying to protect itself from triggering environments. And you can have a triggering environment without struggling from a mental illness. So I think that's something to be really aware of. Um, It's not just for people who have anxiety or have depression. It's for humans. Yeah. Yeah. It can be isolated events, Mm -hmm. you know, absolutely. I think probably the majority of people would have experienced a panic attack in their life, whether they sort of knew it or not. Um, You know, you might be hearing this now and think, oh, maybe that time, maybe I was having a panic attack. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully that helps you because hopefully that makes you feel like, oh, like there wasn't anything wrong with me or my body. I was just having a very anxious moment and my body was trying to protect me. And sometimes I think when you look at it like that, it's actually it's really nice to look at it like that, that your body is, your mind is really, really trying to protect you every single minute of every single day. And whilst it doesn't do a very good job, it's that is like its intention is to protect you. Mm-hmm. And it that that is always going to be its intention, but we can really change the way that it does try and protect you and actually, you know, rewire your your brain and your neural pathways to actually protect you in ways that are protective as opposed to quite hindering to your life. Um but yeah, that is its intention. It really tries its best. It's trying. It's trying hard. God yeah, bless. It's really God trying. Bless the body. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to live in this, you know, in the minds that we do. It's really hard because we we're not in, you know, days where we do need to be, you know, fighting for our lives and for food and for protection and all those things. And like that's a privilege, but also we still live in minds that think that that's what we're doing and it's not easy it's not easy so yeah you're certainly not alone in in what you're going through and panic attacks fucking suck yep they really really they're exhausting by the way oh they're exhausting they're exhausting and a lot of people you know go through that have had panic attacks go through fear of having panic attacks Oh like yeah, too. It's Dude. like oh, I've had this panic attack now. I'm really scared that I'm going to have another one, and that's so so fair. And I feel like if that is really 
consuming your thoughts and, you know, stopping you from doing certain things because a lot of the time it can. I think seeking help is really, really important and knowing that you don't have to do it on your own and you can get to a stage where you truly, truly feel super confident doing, you know, what you're doing. You know that probably you won't have a panic attack, but if you do, you can control it, you can manage it, you can calm yourself down. Whether that's, you know, whether you, you go and see a psych, great. Um, what, whatever it is that you want to do, whether you want to come see me, <laughs> um, you know, what, whatever it is that sort of resonates with you, I think seeking help is like one of the best things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so important. And if you find that it is really, really consuming your life and your thoughts, it's something that doesn't need to. And, you know, there's so much help out there. It's it's one of, you know, like panic attacks and anxiety are one of the most commonly studied things within, you know, mental health. Like there's so much known about it. So mm. there's so many things that you can do. And, yeah, you don't have to just live with panic attacks or live with fear of panic attacks because mm. that's shit. It's really shit. Shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Shit house. Shit house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will put in the show notes, like, if you've actually, like, what you can sort of places that you can reach out from an acute yeah. point of view or um, more sort of a management point of view. If you're interested, mm-hmm. if this feels like this um, episode's kind of brought something up for you. Um, really? But yeah. It's our little, our little take on anxiety and anxiety attacks more so. Yeah. But I've yeah. experienced it and it sucks. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And if you've had one, I'm so sorry. It's just shit house. But yeah, there's so many things you can do, and you're not bloody alone because not alone. I feel like we say that in every every episode. Eh? You're not alone. You're no. not because it, it's so fucking true. You're not alone in basically anything that you've experienced. Someone else would have experienced. Much. And I think there's comfort in that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope this helps in some kind of way, um, even if it is just to make you not feel alone. Um, and, yeah, if you're going through a tricky time, I'm really sorry. Really, it's going to really be okay. Oh, yeah. God, let's go before Alice keeps singing. <laughs> you know, I'm in a mood when I just start singing. Oh. I know. Oh, God. Okay, well, like, review, 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 feedback, always needed, wanted. We would absolutely love that. Thank you all for your um, feedback oh, yeah. on last week's episode. We got yeah. so much feedback yeah. on that. And I think something that we can kind of definitively say is people are sick of hustle culture. Yeah, fully. And they are, like, feeling exactly the same way that we were feeling. It's and nice. hustle culture is dead, to be honest. Dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. Graveyard. <laughs> Stone on it. See you later. <laughs> See you, Billy. But we actually really love that when we get feedback or you when yes. you send us a message. Like well, it doesn't know. always have to be positive. Yeah. Although we love that. Um yeah, any any kind of feedback, just hearing from you all really just helps. And it sure. yeah, it helps us with the show, but also to know where you guys are at and what you like and everything like that. So thank you. Thank you so much. And also before we go, we had 30,000 downloads. That's 
pretty cool. That is just silly, isn't silly. it? Silly. That's know. silliness. Maybe we should just stop. We're getting a bit too. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a bit too too right. influential. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's too much. We can't. I can't hold the pressure anymore. Oh my god, that is just crazy, and we are genuinely so so grateful. As we say a lot, we can't believe that people even listen or yeah. care what we have to say. Um, but yeah, we're just so so grateful for you all, and yeah, here's yeah. the thousand more. Yes, let's get to a hundred thousand by the end of the year. Kidding! Oh my god, that is ridiculous. All well, right, good well, morning, everybody, and we goodbye. will see you. Next week. Next week. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Bye.